What's up, guys? It's Kayla Bundy, your host, and welcome to the Finding Hope podcast. We are all about community, sisterhood, doing life together, being real with one another, and not letting the annoying little things that we might experience in life build up and take away from the abundance that is in store for us. I cannot believe we just had Christmas. Oh my gosh. I hope yours was phenomenal, was so fantastic, was filled with all the good things. I hope you guys got all the things on your Christmas list and more. Um, I hope in general it was just a beautiful day and a beautiful time to connect with the people that you love and love you. I don't know about you guys, but literally every year when Christmas ends, I swear I wake up the next day on the 26th and I'm depressed. Honestly, I feel like maybe not last year, but usually I will wake up and I'm just depressed because I'm like, oh, I have a whole nother year to wait for all of this holly and jolly and all the good things. And I don't know why, but I feel like once Christmas ends, it's kind of sad and it's like a sad feeling for me. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. Um, I know I've talked to my friends and they feel very similarly. And it's crazy because for me, the day after Christmas, it's sad and it's kind of depressing. Whereas when I actually think about Christmas and what it is and it being a representation of Jesus's birth, I'm sure after his birth, not only the next day, but for the rest of his life, there was so much hope and so much to look forward to. And it was the very start to a whole new beginning and a whole new way of life, a whole new view of God, a whole new way of love that no one had ever experienced before. It was the start of all of these things. It was the start of the Savior living and breathing in our world. And I I feel like with the whole, oh, I'm depressed after Christmas, I literally had to be like, Kayla, what the heck? Like, no. This is such a representation of new beginnings. And I know I think of New Year's as like, oh, that's my new beginning. But really, it's because Jesus came that we have new beginnings. And it's exciting. And there's such a new hope. There's a new restoration. And I want to dive into that today because I think with it being the new year, with Christmas being over... Um, It's this weird transitional stage and really it shouldn't be. And I think this is a perfect time for preparation to fill ourselves with hope, with purpose, with vision, with encouragement before the new year comes and to step into the new year so beyond excited and strong in ourselves and what we're doing and who we are and the path we're walking down. And I think this time in between, it's a great time to reflect on, whoa, Jesus came. That birth was the start of something new and it changed lives. He changed the way people fought, he healed people, on and on and on. It was so out of this world what he came here and did. And 
to really meditate on that and sit with that and be like, okay, that just happened for all those people living in that time, for Mary, for Joseph, for the wise men. That was what they had been hoping for for years and was to have a savior in the flesh. And that's what they had been hoping for. And when they experienced it, that was the start of, oh my goodness, this is a miracle on earth. We're watching and looking at a living, breathing God. And so for us, yeah, we're not living in those times, but I think it's so important that we still have that mentality of, oh my goodness, Jesus just came. This is the start of something new in my life. This is where all the things that I carried with this last year for the last 10 years, whatever it is, it's new. It's new. It's restored. It's going to be different. It already is different. And let me prepare my heart in a way to start the new year off on a course that I am so excited to run. In the hustle and bustle of resolutions, let's anchor ourselves in the enduring truth that our journey is guided by the light of Christ. So how can we align our goals and aspirations with the principles of faith? I know when it comes to New Year, I always like, I never really set resolutions, but I set a lot of goals. And I think it's so important to be so clear in your vision. And I never used to be. I used to just be like, oh yeah, I'll set a lot of goals and like, I'll let God lead the way, which is great. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I also, I never had really done the part before setting the goals. I would just kind of be like, okay, let me think about what I want to accomplish this year, all the things I want out of this next year, on and on and on. Okay, here's my bullet list of goals, and then let's hope they happen, and I'll do my part in making that come true and praying that God would kind of direct that along the way. But I think remembering that our journey is guided by the light of Christ I wasn't really preparing in a way that his light was already guiding me before I even wrote down my goals. And so that's where I think getting vision actually is so important and having very clear goals in mind is really vital because I think spending that time to really abide in God and in his word and in prayer and getting this idea of God, where are you taking me? What are you wanting to place on my heart for this next year or this next month? It doesn't even have to be the next year, but this next month, what are the, what are the things in my life that need to die, that need to have new life in them? With this new year, what needs to be new in my life? Sitting with God and really preparing in a way where when the new year comes, it's not a random list of goals and bullet points, but it's a thought out, prayer-filled, spirit-led list of the things that God wants to make new in your life, the things that you can make new in your life, the ways that you can make a new difference and impact in other people's lives. I think it's so important to really sit and prepare and get that vision because when we look at our goals and we try to come up with these resolutions for what we want in the next year, I don't know about you, but I know most of mine can be rooted in some selfish desires and in the things that I want for my life. And 
a lot of times I forget like, wait, God, do you want this for me? Or like, even if he does, I kind of forget to take a step back and be like, God, I know you placed on my heart last year, two years ago, whatever, a month ago. So what, give me, give me an idea. Give me the thoughts, the words, the people, the images to really bring this vision that we've co-created to life. And how do I do that? And let me include you in every step of the way. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. I love this because I've, I've heard this verse a lot in the sense of when you give your life to God, you're a new creation. The old self has died. The It's gone and the new is here. But it's also it's applicable for our lives every single day as believers. And God gives us new mercies every morning. He says that. We don't need to wait a whole year for his new mercies. We don't need to wait weeks or months to make a change, to have a new beginning. We have access to that every second of the day. We have become a new creation in him. The old has gone and the new is here. And with the new year coming, it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, yay, a new year. And it is great. Don't get me wrong. I think we should use the momentum 1000% to reap the benefits of that. But I also think it's so cool because our new beginnings, they happen all of the time. And we always have new mercies every single day, every single morning. And it is so much bigger than what we might think and box in. And whether that is a friendship, a relationship, a grade at your school, a job, your finances, anything, they are they are made new. There is new mercies every single day. And waking up and then in full surrender to God and laying down your old self each and every day and taking on the new is just such a gift to be able to receive each and every day and not just gifts that we get on Christmas and they're fun to open, but these are gifts that we get every single day. We get his love every day. We get his mercies every day. We get new beginnings every single day in Christ. A verse that really brings me a lot of comfort is Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing now. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This verse holds so much goodness and richness and faithfulness. I love the first part that says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I don't know about you friends, but it can be easy to dwell on the things that just bring a lot of guilt and shame. And I know I've talked to friends in my life recently that guilt and shame have become such chains around their heart, their mind, their life. And maybe they only know about those chains. Maybe two people know about those chains and what happened for them to feel all that guilt and shame. And because of that, it has held them back for years. It is a battle every single day to press forward and not let those previous things identify you and to 
know that you're worth more than that and you're worthy of so much more and you're worthy of good things. And the past can definitely have a hold on us that not a lot of things can. And it's unique in that way. And I think the past can do that because the past things are real. They did happen. Maybe we were those people. Maybe those things did happen to us. Maybe bad people did bad things to us. Maybe we were the bad people that did bad things to them. Um, But the past can hold a lot of weight because it's something that did happen that we can't really go back and undo. And I like this a lot because we're called to forget the former things and not to dwell on the past. And in the verse above that I read, it says, you know, we're a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. And to be reminded that we're able to not dwell on the past because God has called us new. God has called us whole. God has called us worthy. God has loved us then. He's loved us now. His love has been perfect for us every single day of our existence. And if God's not dwelling on our past, which he's not, then there's no reason we should be. And there's no reason we should let those chains of guilt and shame come into this next year of our lives. The words that follow is, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The fact of making a way in the wilderness, I want you to just imagine for a second. There is an empty field. There's nothing there. Not a drop of water. Not an ounce of food. There's air, but that's it. There's nothing. To imagine that if you blinked your eyes, all of a sudden there would be rivers There'd be mountains, there'd be trees, there'd be grass, there'd be food, there would be berry trees, there'd be apple trees, there would be people, there would be joy, there'd be laughter, there would be all of these things. That's a miracle. For something to go from nothing to that is crazy for that to happen. And we've seen it in our world. We see it all the time. We see it with towns, we see it with places, we see it constantly. And we see it with other people as well. And I think it's so cool because that's what God's doing in our life. He's taking what seems like nothing, what seems like the wilderness, what seems like a wasteland, and he's, he's creating life inside of that. He's making a way where there seems like there's no way. He's creating water where there's been a drought. And it's so beautiful because this verse, it's just telling us, hey, don't dwell on the things that keep you captive. They are not meant to rob you of your future and even in the present where it seems like there's nothing and it seems like you're in well a wilderness I am working and I'm doing things and there are new life springing up can't you see it so I just oh I love that verse and I hope that brings you encouragement in the ways that it's brought to me when it comes to making things new the thing that can be hard about any new beginning is that it's new. And usually for there to be new life, something has to come to a close. And when Jesus was born, the season for Mary of being pregnant all those nine months came to an end. And in anything, when we get a new job, the current job we're at, that season comes to a close. When we end a relationship and we're stepping into a new one, it's the end of a chapter a new door opens, on and on and on. You get what I mean. With that, I know 
resolutions can be hard because to actually have the year that you want and the year that you want to plan out and make goals for and resolutions for, a lot of times that means saying goodbye to the things that you've known. And whether that's your habits, if you want to improve your fitness, if you want to read more, etc., that comes with, I have to say goodbye to some habits in my life. I have to get off the couch when that has become a habit that every day I come home and I sit there and I watch something. Or in the morning, I've made it a habit that I sleep until this time. And for me to be able to actually read or exercise or do whatever is on my resolution sheet, I'm going to have to change that habit. And a lot of times you have to say goodbye to the things that are familiar and the things you've become used to for there to be an opportunity or a chance for something better to come into fruition. And it's hard to have change when you're not all in. And I can promise you that all of us have seen it and experienced it when New Year's Day or the first week in January, the gym is packed full and there's so many people there on and on and on. And then by November, December, at least half of them are gone. And all those people have that same goal in mind. All those people wanted to make a change. And it's easy to commit at first. It's easy to commit when it's new, it's exciting, it's fun. It's hard to commit when that's worn off. And now it's become regular. It's become ordinary. It's become familiar and it's become hard. And what was exciting at first becomes dreadful. And I know that can be the case in relationships. I know there are so many times where if you're in a toxic relationship or you're in, whether that's romantic or whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's a mentor, whatever that may be, it can be easy to be like, yes, I'm, I'm finally going to, I'm finally going to let this relationship die. I'm going to let it fizzle out. I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to cut that thread, whatever. And there's like, okay, I'm entering this new stage in my life. And then days go by and you realize, wait, this is lonely. This is hard. This sucks. I miss that person. I, on and on and on. And it's easy to go back. And just like people with the gym, usually what ends up happening is, oh, I guess I don't have time anymore. My schedule is busy. I, this is really hard. My body hurts. I can't, I can't do this. And then they drift back into their old habits. I want to press into the fact that for change to actually occur, you have to be all in. And you have to be okay with it being hard. And being realistic, that change is so good and so incredible. And you can do it. You can fully do it. You are more than capable. You are more than equipped. You can literally handle anything thrown at you and get to the other side. But it's going to have its challenges. And so what can you do to prepare yourself for it. And I want us to be realistic just because I think once all the excitement wears off, that's when it's so hard to actually follow through. And if we can already step into these things being like, you know what? I know it might not be the easiest thing. I know it might come with some challenges, but 
I'm going to choose and I'm going to pre-decide that I'm going to do it anyways and I'm still going to get through it even though it's not going to be easy, even though it's going to have its challenges, I will still see it through and get on the other side and I will make these new changes and there will be new things springing up in my life. Jeremiah 29 11 gives us so much hope with the words that says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So as we step out of the Christmas season and as we prepare for a new year and new beginnings, know that God has plans for you and he plans to prosper you. He plans to give you hope and a future. He is giving you new mercies each and every single day. You are a new creation in him. There's new life in him where things seem so hard. He is right there paving the way for you. And I can promise you, the things that are hard to change in your life, they are a million times easier with Jesus. And not in the ways, I know for me, I'd be like, okay, I believe in God. I know Jesus. I have this relationship. But life is still hard and it still sucks. And and yeah, those emotions can be true and valid. But what I've also learned is over the years, the more I've really pressed into him and the more that his word has become part of my every single day, the more his word is renewing and transforming my mind, the more I'm in conversation with him in prayer, the more my community is a reflection of him, the more that he is so evident in every second of my life. That's what makes everything so much easier is because I can really see him. I can feel him. I can feel the comfort. It doesn't feel distant. It doesn't seem far off. It doesn't seem like a God that's so untouchable and unreachable. It seems like a friend sitting there with me, crying with me, hugging me, holding me, giving me the strength, giving me the grace, giving me the hope, giving me the thoughts that I need to tell myself, remind myself of. And so I just, as you, as you walk into this new year and this new season, I hope you're so encouraged that it is such a beautiful chance of new birth, new birth like Jesus, new birth as in Jesus in the major, new birth as in new life, new birth as in new possibilities, being able to celebrate that he is the light of the world that came into this world and his light is still beaming and burning and is still so, so, so bright. And knowing that it's there to guide you and love you and support you as you step into this next season. So I hope you can spend some time to really prepare your heart and mind for the things God wants to place in your life this next year and how you can co-create together with him, knowing that he's carrying you every step of the way and that he will uphold you and he wants to give you a beautiful hope and a beautiful future. I love you all and have the most amazing New Year's. I will talk to you in January. Oh my gosh. Love you. Bye.